some of the ones I mentioned, Biden, uh, have a possibility of mentioning Harris as well. Like there's vote Biden-Harris 2020, Biden-Harris landslide, 2020 landslide, and all of these ones that almost are for both Biden and Harris as a unit, while Trump is, it's just there's Trump. a lot of, just Trump, there's only Trump, there's no Pence, he's not a part of his campaign almost. You know, and that's very interesting because I think I have seen some of the tweets um, where people are voting for Trump because him as a person and not necessarily um, because the formula with Biden issues, they like him as an individual. Therefore, they're going to vote for Trump. Welcome to the Nativa podcast series, where we provide a weekly data-driven analysis of the latest topics that are trending among the Hispanics and Black in America. Um, today, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the presidential elections. Since the last elections, our team of data scientists have been tracking the pulse of the Latino vote and the Black American vote. And so in a weekly basis, a monthly basis, we're going to be providing an update in what we've seen, the, the trends happening. Um, I'm Natasha Pongonis, and I'm the co-founder of OYE Business Intelligence. And today we have Eric Diaz, who is also the co-founder and CFO uh, OYE and Nativa. And also we have Josh um, Jarakaruta, who is our data scientist intern, but um, he's been a phenomenal job uh, in really tracking and analyzing all these conversations in a weekly basis. For this analysis, we tracked um, two weeks of conversations in Twitter in particular. Um, the volume is about 122,000, and from those, 17,000 came from verified U.S. Hispanics and 12,000 from Black Americans. So I'm going to have Josh take the lead and share a little bit more about the process, the keywords that were set, and, and the volume of conversations that we analyzed for this analysis. So when I was examining the data, I decided I wanted to pull data specifically relating to uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden and uh, people's intention to vote. So I looked for uh, future and present tense of the word vote and, or voting, and uh, as well as a Spanish equivalence, and I matched it uh, with the words Biden or Trump. And then to narrow it down even more so I wouldn't have people who are talking about, like have large tangents talking about like why they don't, don't like Trump or why they don't like Biden and then later to say they're gonna, they're gonna vote. Um, I limited it to uh, tweets that have the term Biden or Trump within three words of the word vote. I also right. then eliminated any, uh, any tweet that would contain both candidates. So like if it said vote for Biden and then later on they talked about Trump, that tweet was not included and vice versa. Great, great. So I think it's something that came very clear when I was actually reviewing some of the data over the weekend. This is something that I'm very interested on. During the last presidential elections, we have been doing the same process in a monthly basis, collecting data and trying to identify and perhaps predict the outcome of the elections. And, uh, and actually we came a little bit short to announce who will win the elections. We knew all along that Trump was actually leading in the conversation. So I think this time we wanna 
perhaps start the analysis a little bit early on, but something that was very interesting for me is that we can't really see a clear distinction between when we analyze the Latino votes and the Black American votes in saying, you know, who is perhaps leading. Um, I think we see a lot of conversation for both candidates. Perhaps some of them have more negative than positive. Um, but I think we're starting perhaps to see a little bit more of a trend when it comes to the Latino vote. Um, I think for me, one of the interesting uh, trends was um, how much conversation was in support for Trump, but also the correlation of some of the violence and the chaos that we have been seeing in certain cities. Uh, but it seems that Trump supporters are providing a lot of emphasis and just blame or, or highlighting perhaps that a lot of these um, violence is happening in cities that are run by Democrats. Um, so I think that was very interesting and perhaps very much aligned with what we haven't seen in some of the news. Um, some of the other trends that I don't know, um, Josh and Eric, if you find that interesting as well, it seems that a lot of Trump supporters are really um, sharing some of the concerns if a Democrat president will be elected, the United States might become a communist or a socialist country. Uh, have you seen perhaps some of the similar conversations? Uh, yes, I've seen quite similar conversations. I've seen many people uh, that are that came from Cuba, and they're like, "I love Cuba, and I love Castro, and now Castro's endorsing Biden." That vote for Biden is essentially a vote for Castro, and others that are like, "Biden's going to turn America into Venezuela with his socialist agenda," and just a lot of that type of sentiment. And these are coming from Latinos is what you're saying. You're getting a lot of these uh, conversations in English and Spanish or is it? Yeah, in both English and Spanish, like people. And I think pretty similar to what you're saying, right there, Josh, is I think I, I also see a trend or where a lot of uh, perhaps Cubans, Americans, or first generations Cuban in Florida in particular, um, they were also you know, expressing support for Trump and, and just, you know, sharing perhaps some concerns of, you know, if we don't vote for Trump, uh, United States might become an, another Cuban. Um, and I thought that that was very interesting just to see there was a, a perhaps more of a clear distinguish between Cubans, American, and perhaps some other Hispanics. That's true. Uh, Natasha, let me, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll share my screen so we can look into some of the, some of the graphs that were created. Uh, so, so Josh, as you mentioned, or as you guys mentioned, um, Hispanic was what, around 11,000 11, from the analysis, so about 15% of the Trump conversation was identified as Hispanic, 14.4, and then it was actually really close for Biden at 14.1 uh, from Hispanic. How did that differ from the black audience from, from either one? Um, I saw that the black audience actually, they, they were also close for both Biden and Trump, but the black audience for Biden was a little bit higher at 11.7%, while Trump's was at 9.7, so it's a whole 2%. That, that is pretty significant. So it does look like, yeah, it does look like Hispanic, just having the conversation it is, is more, Hispanics are more likely to have the conversation about Trump than the black audience is. Now, uh, I'm correct in saying that this is not necessarily that Hispanics are that 14.4 is all saying that they're going to vote for him. It's saying that basically they're talking about him. Correct. Yes. Right. And some people are saying, 
negative, some saying are positive, and some are, are quite confusing, I, I would say also too, right? <laughs> right, yeah. The, the sentiment, like when these tweets are very, some are, bipo are bipartisan or and others are just uh, questioning yeah. like their own opinions. Yeah, so, okay, so we, yeah, we can look into this a little bit more. I'll, I'll talk um, briefly about the, the language. So language was interesting. So, so Josh, you put in keywords that were uh, either like voting or votando for it. So you were doing English, Spanish, equal weight, either way. But it looks like the, the, from the data, it looks like it was very dominant uh, English conversation. So 97% for both candidates. And, that's, and that is interesting because that's something that uh, you know, we, we try to put a, as much opportunity as there is for Spanish conversation from, oh, right. from U.S. Hispanics. Although we did limit this. So somebody had to be registered in the United States, correct? It wasn't just unknown sources. Correct. It was only in the U.S. Okay, so we're not getting any of the uh, foreign conversation. Um, so this is all US, which is good. So here we have, but, but basically we can see the conversation is definitely getting led by the English speaking uh, Hispanics. And even the bilingual conversation is pretty low. Uh, if you total yeah. it up, it's only 1% really for, for Biden, 0.9 for Trump, and 1.8 for Spanish for Biden, 2.5 for Trump. So it's really low. The conversation is being led by those English-speaking uh, Hispanics. Very interesting insight, absolutely. I think, you know, when candidates are trying to maximize the, their, their efforts and the outreach is understanding what is the language that would resonate the most, or perhaps in this case, that means the candidates are not really appealing or reaching to the Spanish or the bilingual-speaking uh, community. I think this is something that probably, as we continue doing this analysis, we're going to start seeing uh, a trend perhaps or a pattern in that and consistency on the use of language. Great point. And I do have a couple of, um, a couple of tweets. Most tweets do have are, you know, are, are really not neutral. Most of them are either very positive or very negative. Do you say that's accurate? Yes. Okay. So like some of the ones I'm showing right now, uh, kind of what you're, you're Yeah, so this one is in Spanish, right? So, on es que es pura lógica, como te vas a votar por Biden. So he's talking about, I guess, um, you know, this is clearly support for for Trump um, and kind of expressing, you know, his concern of someone voting for for Biden. And Natasha, good point on that. So I'm gonna, uh, we will show the location analysis, which actually shows. Uh, that Miami was trending as, as far as being a, a large con contribution of the Hispanic conversation. Yeah, I mean, there was that really a clear gap um, between uh, Florida or Miami in particular with some of the other states. Um, and this is clearly for the Latino vote. I don't think when we look in into the Black American vote, perhaps some of the other cities are a little bit more even split, uh, but we'll look in some of the graphing here shortly, just to see how the, the gap is with Miami, Florida in particular. Yeah, and here's another person just warning against uh, voting for Biden and warning about basically or socialist regimes. And so, so that's with some of the, the, the Spanish uh, sentiment we were getting. Here's uh, a lot of the, like I said, a lot of the, the sentiment is either very positive or very negative um, or a mix of both. So like this one too. Uh, this one, we, you know, we're talking about an English-speaking Hispanic, uh, talking about the importance uh, of voting. 
in voting for Biden. Which I think that's something that we have seen perhaps more with um, supporter of Biden, the Trump, which is encouraging uh, people to go and register to vote. I think if we have seen tweeted with this topic uh, aligned with, with Biden. Um, so I think that's also very interesting, you know, how much perhaps more Democrats are encouraging um, individuals to go and register to vote, perhaps Trump supporters. Yeah, you don't really get that same message from uh, the Republican side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then looking back, so Latino Index, yeah, as we've talked about on our on our podcast before, the Latino Index is really a way that uh, we use o- OIE Business Intelligence to basically segment the different groups of Latinos. And it ranges from L1, which is a culturated English-speaking Latino, ident- you know, it, they, they're more identified with the standard of American pop culture, things like the NFL or things are gonna, they're gonna talk about or in their, uh, in their Twitter feeds. Whereas on the L5, on the other end of the spectrum, they're only speaking Spanish and they tend to have, or they tend to post more content that has to do with Latin culture. Um, and then in the middle, we've got kind of just in, in between L2 is a little bit more English, uh, English trending and L4 is a little bit more Spanish preferred, whereas L3 is right in the middle. And I think this one was really interesting and different than some of the other ones we've seen, just because L4 and L5, so more of your Spanish dominant or Spanish preferred Hispanics were a very small portion of this Hispanic conversation. And really it was led by, for both Biden and Trump, it was 50% L1. So very much your English speaking pop culture, uh, American pop culture Latino talking about this, uh, talking about the, the elections and sharing their opinion. Th- those are the ones that are most vocal right now. Uh, and then followed by L2 and L3, which are each one about 25%. You, you can see L3 is a, exactly 25% for both Biden and Trump, whereas L2 was a little bit heavier on the Biden side, 24% and, uh, and 21% on the Trump side. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we look at related to, to the um, level, I guess, of Hispanicity, we also can look into the age group and I think, you know, it, it, it was very interesting to see that when we look at the Hispanic analysis and we do the age through face recognition. So users need to have their faces, their pictures on their bio in order for our technology to be able to, to determine the age. So from the 17,000 um, tweets that we captured, they were verified as Hispanic. We did a sample of 2,000 um, that we can accurately determine the age. So from the 2000 analysis, it was very interesting to see that the larger percent of Biden support came from the age between 35 to 44, um, and followed by the next group, which is a 45 to 54 years old, but it's still a big gap. So we see within the first group, 44% were talking about Biden, and the next group is 17%. Um, and what was interesting also, the, perhaps the, the older group between 65 to 74 year old, they only had even less than 1% of conversations uh, for Biden. Um, also, when we look in, um, in the Black American analysis, we actually see something similar. Um, about 1,500 of tweets were analyzed with, through face recognition. And the 35 to 44 year group is actually has a, a slightly higher volume uh, for Trump. So when we look in, in within that age group and we compare Biden with Trump, um, actually Trump had 52% of 
of that within that age group and Biden 49%. So it's not much of a difference, but it seems that Trump has a little bit more conversation. Now, what was interesting is for um, the Black American, the second group they had the most conversation is actually the 18 to 24 year old. So we started seeing a slighted younger of Black American voter engaging on Twitter in political conversations. Um, and for Biden, actually, there was a, a little bit lower the number of percent within that younger demographic. Natasha, I'll, I'll share a couple posts. There was, uh, you know, there was, so as we mentioned earlier, that there was, that the Black community was less likely to talk about Trump, but there were some interesting things that we did notice from the, the conversation. Some people, uh, such as this, and, and Josh, I know you mentioned this one, this is um, people, some people saying, like, don't, uh, basically don't tell them how to vote. Um, and that's what uh, this, this author writes here about, um, being told by white celebrities to, to vote for Biden. And, and this one, a little bit hard, harder to follow, but kind of has the same message as well. So um, it's just interesting to see the different messages that came from folks and they weren't always clear. They weren't like uh, cut and dry. Uh, you know, some of these authors like this one, Nick, isn't necessarily saying he's gonna vote for Trump, but he's also saying he doesn't like being told he has to vote for Biden. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are really good, good tweets. So looking at the gender analysis, um, what, what did you guys see that was interesting on that? What I saw with the gender analysis was that um, the Biden for Hispanics, Biden was pretty close to a even split having 45% females mm -hmm. and 54% males while Trump was like, had a larger disparity with 38% females and 61% males. That is a really big difference actually. So yeah, male 62%, that's, that's huge. I wonder how did that compare on the black side? On, on the black side, we saw that uh, both sides had a pretty large disparity being around 70 or 73% male and having 29 or 26% female. Mm -hmm. Got it, okay. Very interesting. So the sentiment analysis, um, I, I know I've shown some, a few examples. Natasha, I don't know if there was a, you know, some of the things, I know you spent some time looking at some of the tweets. What were some of the things that you, you mentioned or you noticed from there? Yeah, so I think, you know, some of the, the trends they have seen looking more in depth into the, the sentiment analysis. Uh, one is, you know, when we look at the volume of conversation and, and then we go to the semantic analysis, it seems that, you know, for in this case, when we look at the Latino vote, um, Trump perhaps has an slightly more negative conversations, but not by much. So we look that Trump has 51% versus Biden with 30, 41%. Um, and I think those comes down again to some of the trends that we've seen, um, you know, perhaps some of the violence, um, the, some of the Trump supporters think is led by Democrat cities, but we also see perhaps on the positive for Biden that they come from uh, the LGBTQ community that are supporting Biden. Uh, we also see uh, perhaps some of the trends that actually are coming from um, individuals they have, that they are veteran or they have family members that were in the service uh, and they seem to support um, Biden more than, than Trump. Um, I think that I saw even a hashtag that is called veteran against Trump. 
uh, there was some of the hashtags trending. So, so I think that that was very interesting to see between one and, and the other candidate, at least for the Hispanic vote. Yeah, in, in general, I mean, a 10% split in the, in, of the sentiment is a pretty big deal. So 58% positive for Biden versus 48% positive. So the conversation was heavier among Hispanics for Trump, but more of it was negative. So that, that is interesting, interesting trend overall. And I think for black um, vote, I think we see something similar, right, with, with the Hispanic vote, but we see a slightly more negative for, for Trump than there is for, for Biden. And, and perhaps a lot of this comes also, we're starting to see a lot of um, minority groups um, supporting Biden perhaps more than Trump. Uh, and that's kind of something that we've seen, we've seen on the sentiment analysis. And it's something that we have to start paying close attention especially when we start seeing some of the news is showing um, some of the polls that we actually is correlating with what is happening in real time in, in some of the social media or that we're starting to see more of a distinguished gap between the, the two candidates. Yeah, great points. Uh, location, so as I mentioned earlier, the, one, of the, one of the trends that Josh brought to my attention was Miami being such a huge part of the Trump conversation among Hispanics. And it was actually made up out of, uh, out of all Hispanic conversations that were talking about Trump, 38% of them came from Miami, Florida. And that is almost triple what the next biggest city with, was, which was LA and even bigger than New York and some of the other top cities. But that big of a number uh, is, was a bit surprising. It compared, Miami was also big for Biden. It was actually the number two city, but not nearly as much of, a, of the percentage. It was only uh, almost 13% compared to being, again, 38% for Trump. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And what was the percent for Black Americans? So on the Black American side, Washington, D.C. was uh, the leader on, on, uh, for, for both Biden and Trump among the Black community. And uh, I think we saw a number of the, the same cities. Uh, D.C. and Atlanta were the top two for both. Um, yeah, so nothing as different, I guess a little bit more a little bit more similar on the, on the black communities. Mm -hmm. All right, so then Josh, just talking about uh, what were some of the key words or what were some of the hashtags that you noticed when you were going through the data? Um, so I noticed a lot of the hashtags are either for Trump or for Biden. But one thing I noticed is that Trump, all of them that deal with Trump and are for Trump only mention Trump, while some of the ones that mentioned Biden uh, have the possibility of mentioning Harris as well. Like there's vote Biden-Harris 2020, Biden-Harris 2020 landslide, and all of these ones that almost are for both Biden and Harris as a unit, while Trump is it's just, Trump. Lot of, just Trump. There's only Trump. There's no Pence. He's not a part of his campaign almost. You know, and that's very interesting because I think I have seen some of the tweets um, where people are voting for Trump because him as a person and not necessarily um, because the formula with Biden issues, they like him as an individual. Therefore, they're gonna vote for Trump. And I think that correlates with what you're saying. It seems that Biden and Harris are more like a team of formula. And, and for Trump is perhaps they she just have more of a strong um, support just for him. Exactly. 
And then I also saw that um, uh, Trump, there were more tags against Trump than there were for like against Biden. They're like, you had Trump violence, vote blue to save America, racist in chief, Trump failure, Trump strokes. Hmm. What does Trump strokes mean? Um, the Trump, Trump was having like a series of mini strokes and some people were like changing their vote for, uh, from Trump to Biden huh. because of it, or some people are just like, yeah. he's, not, he's not healthy and not fit. Healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. I actually did see that some of that trend as well. And then there is, uh, and then also there, there is that one uh, hashtag Trump, uh, was it Latinos for Trump that we've seen in the past as well. And that showed up as not one of the top ones, but it, it did show up in the, among the top 15 or 20. Correct. And um, what I saw that was different among the black word cloud was that um, if you notice, they have more, not really necessarily the names as like they don't say Joe Biden and Trump as often as the Hispanics do, but they'll mention more like movements like let's do this together, soul of the nation, stay safe, vote or beat the chief. And we respect that. Beat the chief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think this is a really interesting analysis. Josh, thank you for putting this together. Um, this report will be available to download in our website for free. Um, and we're going to be posting this podcast across um, different social media and our LinkedIn and a Twitter account. We welcome any feedback and questions. Feel free to reach out to us to info at oyeintelligence.com. And stay tuned for the next podcast next week. We're going to be analyzing some of the latest topic again. And uh, thank you for watching. Have a great week. Thank you.